So a no, three-legged no. dog walks into a bar. <laughs> no, I got, I got <laughs> Oh, it is live. Okay. I was like, what do you mean? It didn't turn on, Dev. And then it, it was actually on. Yes, it was on. All yes. right. So then, whoo. Mr. Shep, sir. Yes, Pip, what is it? But I still don't have a helmet. I know, Pip. The school can't afford helmets for everybody. Yes, but couldn't we rotate? Who doesn't have a helmet every week? Does it always have to be me? Yes, Pip. I'm afraid it does. Welcome gamers, friends, family, awesome people to PSVGOT. What number? I don't know and I couldn't remember and it's not in the show notes. So in the order of us being unprepared, I don't know what number episode this is. Tyler, if you're listening this far in, please insert the number. If you're not, don't and make us all look stupid. Coach, this was episode 17. This was supposed to be your lucky episode and you forgot. Come on. Joining us today is my hero, my buddy, Dev. How you doing, brother? I am chilling like a villain, doing no killing. You know, just the usual. Your hoodie's banging, by the way. Thank you very much. Kind of forever. forever. Yeah. Uh, And our special guest today from the Fortress of Nerditude coming over to the OT is my dude, Stapes. Stapes, what is going on, sir? What is going on, fellas? I am happy to be here with you in the OT tonight. Stapes, I'm going to tell you right now, you are one of my favorite people on the Twitter. Really? I'm not, I'm not real good. No, wait, hold on. On the line. Let's make sure you got the right Stapleton brother. Nope. It's you. Okay. Just, just check. There's two of us. One of us is good looking. One of us is good. Also you. I'm the good looking one. So just putting that out there. No, you are. You are my favorite of the staples. You're the only one. You're you're the good staple that goes where it's supposed to be and is awesome. You are the good Stapes. I'm a big fan of you. Well, good, um, good. I appreciate that. Man. Thank you. In uh, let's see here, I started listening to MTTG in 2015, 14, which is the exact same time I got a Twitter because of the MTTG. Uh-huh. And you were one of the first people to follow me, interact with me, and make me realize the internet is not as horrible as it sounds. That is true. Yeah. You you can find little pockets of goodness. Uh, hopefully. I don't know. That's that's something like my my brother and I have both talked about. I I could be negative. I I could be you know whatever, and I could get down on stuff. But I I try to like look at things and say you know what, let's be positive. Let's look mm. at the good in life, and that's kind of what we do on on our podcast too. Is that yeah. we talk about a lot of things. We could go negative, and even when I am down on something, I always try to highlight the positives, things I did enjoy about you know whatever it is, a TV, a movie, a video game, whatever. Because I mean, there's so much negativity. So we we got to be positive. We got to, as as was said in the Black Panther movie, you know, it, it a fool builds walls and hides behind them, but a wise man builds, you know, bridges and you know comes together with other people. And that's what I'm trying to do: build some bridges and bring people together. That's Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, how are things going at the fortress before we start doing our OT? 
genus you know they're they've been good we've we've uh we've gotten past the one year mark yeah. we're we're working on getting our website kind of up and going it's, it's mostly ready but we're working on some artwork to kind of fill it out so it looks semi-professional um the artwork's professional semi-professional is the all the stuff i've done with it um but yeah, we're, we're doing, we're doing great. We're starting to try to do more sidekick podcasts where we have someone come on and just kind of delve into a subject and we don't do the normal kind of, you know, how was your week and the news and all that kind of stuff. So sidekick podcast, sidekick Dev. podcast. <laughs> I'm your, cause I'm your Luke Longley. This is yeah. technically a sidekick sidekick podcast all the time. Wait, did Luke. you just, you referred to yourself as a Luke Longley? Oh yeah. In yeah. our relationship, yeah. he's MJ and I'm Luke Longley. This wow. Is- I'm on the team, and you know what? I won some rings, but uh, I was not a huge contributor. Well, you are the forgotten. Yeah, you are the forgotten part of the triangle offense. I wish I could have been Bill Cartwright. At least he, you know, (laughs) got some boards. But no, I ended up being Luke Longley, and uh, you know, I relish my role. I uh, do the job, and uh, it's good stuff. Good old Luke, the LL. Oh, he's been taking L's his whole life. Poor Luke. Dang. Poor Luke. Nah, if that's, anything, if that's anything you're Phil because you made all this come together, bro. Oh, dude, don't do that. Then my head's going to get all puffed up, and then I'm no, it's not going to be good for anybody. The OT is your brain <laughs> I'm just alone for the ride. Well, friends, this is PHBGOT number we still don't know. Hopefully, Tyler let you know earlier. And, uh, you know, we do things pretty different here in the OT. Number one, this is a relational podcast. We want to tell stories and we want to have these awesome memories. And second, we are built on the premise of unpreparedness. See, by being unprepared, we get some authentic goodness. And that's what we want. So if I in any way, shape or form prepared either of you for tonight's show, Negativo. No, matter of fact, I asked you specifically, I said, is there a topic or something we're going to speak on so I can make sure that I know at least two things about it so I don't sound like a fool? And you said, no, you're going to join me and and Dev and we're going to just talk. And I was like, okay, great. This is going to be awkward, weird, and it can go who knows where. And that, I am the man for that job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is my wheelhouse. I'm good there. <laughs> I, I operate in that space on a daily basis. Nice. Well, today's memory starter is actually one that I actually handpicked. Normally, the kids help me. I picked this one because of just the memories I had and because of something Dev brought up when he was over with, oh, man, who that was that Sean you were with a couple weeks ago? Sean Capri. Uh, yeah. Yes. The little pants guy, because Capris are little pants. Sean um, like Connery, Capri like the pants. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing about Capris is because I am so tall, they're just basically always shorts. Most pants are shorts. So it just works out like wow. that. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's just so just so you know, um, because I did work out prior to this, I am not wearing leg prisons right now. I am wearing shorts. Oh, preach. And I, and, and I, I know, I, and I know I'm wearing Mo, shorts right now like normal. That. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the leg prisons, dude. They they are evil, and uh, they've been ruining lives since invention. And oh, I'm just going to point this out. There are two things I know about the Bible, too. Number one, Jesus never wore pants. And I don't know if you know this, he was perfect. So that man tells me <laughs> we're not supposed to wear pants. Number two, the man was born bare naked, which is direct him saying, be a Bears fan, folks. Bear down forever, because that's how he bear came down. in. Monsters of the Midway forever. Wow. And the, the word Packers never mentioned in the Bible for good reason. 
Just saying, yeah, I'm pretty sure out there. Packers. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that was in a you know a verse somewhere. I read yeah. somewhere. I, yeah. I really don't know, but those are the things I learned from <laughs> from all my studies of the Bible. That Jesus doesn't wear pants, and uh, not a fan, not a fan of the Packers. Okay, um, so our actual story today. <laughs> awesome. This is how this is how Donnie fires me. Uh, Mo, you talked about Jesus not liking the Packers. We uh, don't do that here. He's from Ohio. What does he know right. about the Packers? He doesn't please. even know what a win is. All he knows right. is Oh that. no. Right. Browns. What's a brown anyway? Get out of here with that. I, yeah. All right. Um <laughs> so our our story kickstarter for today, uh our memory motivator, if you will, is what and where did you enjoy? your first podcast. So I will again tell mine first to get you guys kicked off. Now mine actually happened. I've told this story a few times before. Um, when I first started teaching, I uh, had a student who was going through some things and he was having a hard time connecting. He was very angry. He would lash out. And um, I was in charge of ISS. So me and him would spend a lot of quality time together. And one day I noticed this drawing on his, on his uh, notebook and it was, I asked him about it and he begrudgingly told me it was about Assassin's Creed. So I drove down to the store and bought Assassin's Creed that night and played until like three, four in the morning. Came to school the next day. He had ISS again and began to talk to him about what I felt of the story and the main character. And this began a great friendship. Um, I ended up watching him graduate. I watched him come out of his shell and that conversation happened. But during that time, I, I wanted to search for more games. I wanted to really be able to connect with more kids. I wanted to build more bonds. And so I went onto a website called Game Informer because it was the first when I typed in video game journalism or that was the first thing that popped up. So I clicked on it and then I didn't realize the user blogs. I, I thought those were like the people who ran the website, mm. not the people who frequently come to the website, right. <laughs> the fans, if you will. And I saw, oh, they have a video game podcast called the Mojo and Monkey Show. So I listened to the Mojo and Monkey Show, which um, was done by some very funny guys. Um, who I still follow on Twitter and uh, they, they, they have a new show. It became the Mojo monkey and indie show. And then it got all weird. And now they have a new game, new name, but that was where I started. That was my first podcast. And that would have been 2012, 2011 ish. And it was just a very awesome experience to dive into this world in the fan area. First by diving in with the fans, like my, what I was looking for in a podcast was not like, you know, the unlocked. It wasn't the the beyond. It wasn't like right. the big time production. It was just some funny people talking about games, loving this, this art form, loving this creativity. And it, it caused me to be a little more like open to trying new podcasts. If I see somebody does something, oh, I'm, I'm right there to download and subscribe. Um, the one that I wish more people were jumping in on, uh, the one that Ed's been doing. Um, foot in the door. door. I love foot in the door. I love it, guys. Every time he puts a new one out, I just get hype. Like I'm like, oh, the one with his wife. Then I went and oh, followed his me, so my good. wife, three other teachers. Now follow his wife on Facebook just to see the workouts. That's like, awesome. Just, like we became fans. So uh, I just love that. And so that was my first podcast experience. So Stapes, 
because you're our guest. What was your first podcast experience? So I actually was really hesitant about listening to podcasts and it wasn't because like I'd heard bad things or I had a bad experience as a child with a podcast and like it molested (laughs) me and I was forever like, you know, tortured or something. It was that I, I, I tend to like get really involved in things. I'm either all in or all out. So, you know, when, when my buddy said, Hey, you should play world of Warcraft. I was like, eh, I don't know. And he's like, no, no, you should do it. Next thing I know, it's like nine months later, I'm playing raid. I'm raiding like every night, like five, six nights a week. I'm yes. running, I'm running my own guild. You know, I'm, I've got, you know, gosh, like eight or nine different alts. Like I'm invested in this thing. And I played the game for a few years like that. Um, I also watch TV and movies and I read books and I listen to audiobooks and I'm just like, I do all these things. And so when podcasts really started kind of coming around and I was aware of them, I was just like, eh, I don't need something else. I, I don't have time. I'm already getting a stink eye for my wife uh, because I'm also in a motorcycle club. And, you know, I was doing some, I was in a magic club and not like magic, the gathering, but like, you know, Hey, pick a card, any card, I'm going to make this ball disappear. That sort of thing. Um, I was also running a community for the game of Thrones living card game. Uh, which is kind of like Magic the Gathering, except it's Game of Thrones. So I was doing a lot of stuff. And my brother starts saying, hey, you should start listening to podcasts. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't have time for that. When am I going to fit that in? And we were we just had our first son, Charlie. And I was starting to kind of cut back on stuff. And he says, no, 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 no. You should listen to this podcast called Married to the Games because it's guys like us. It's it's gamers that, you know, they, they play video games, but they're dads and they have real jobs. It's not the professionals that critique and review. It's like, it's like these are guys like us. And so I remember saying, right. I begrudgingly said I'd listen to a podcast. And I remember the first thing that stood out in my mind as I fired it up. And of course, Gabe comes in with his intro and I was like, whoa, this is like, you know, popping right off the beginning. And then I remember hearing Tim Router and Tim was talking about doing something with his daughter Piper and like having to like, I I can't remember if it was changing diapers or something. And like, it just struck me like that guy is like me. He's doing what I'm doing because at the time I was changing a diaper while I was listening to it on a headset and he was talking about trying to game like first thing early in the morning. And I'm like, I try to game late at night because I don't want my kids around when I'm playing something that's M rated and, you know, there's lots of killing and violence going on because, uh, you know, how am I going to explain this to a toddler? And so, like, I, I had that experience and I was like, okay, I'll listen to them again. And then... From there, I started listening to, you know, all sorts of stuff. Like I I started listening to PSVG when PSVG started coming around. I started listening to Ed's podcast, Foot in the Door, you know, Art of Manliness. Um, I've I've started listening lately to a few Dungeons and Dragons podcasts that you kind of follow their adventure and they kind of run a campaign and I'm listening to that. I listen, you know, just to Sheldon Forgotten and Generational Gamers and I've listened to, you know, just all sorts of different things, you know, mega dads live and flux deposed and whatever. Right. And so lately I've been trying to branch out a little more just out of the video games. So I've been listening to some movie stuff and I listen to some that are like, 
based on like the Tolkien's works, like the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, and I find that like now my list of podcasts is extremely huge and I get way behind on stuff. And I always look at my brother and I'm like, I dang it. I'm, I'm <laughs> so, and I, I started my own podcast. So like I look at my brother and I'm like, yeah, it's his dang fault. He got me into this. So that's good though man like a lot of those ones are actually on my list so i was kind of jacked to to see that more people listen to those awesome people yeah dev your first podcast experience so much like spence i was uh very hesitant to get into the podcast realm because i'm like i don't really have time i don't want to listen to somebody talk i'm just like eh, i'm good i'll just read articles and i'm good with that like I get my video game news. I don't really, I listen to music in the car. I'm not trying to listen to a podcast. I don't know when I'd have time to listen to a podcast outside of when I'm driving anyway. So um, I'm good. And one of my boys, Barrett, he just kept getting on me. You need to listen to beyond. Like, it's really good. I'm like, I don't even do this podcast. They like, stop. I'm good. Listen to beyond. Finally, one day, like on the, on the way to work back when I still had a 45 minute to an hour and a half uh, commute, depending on how traffic felt that day. <laughs> Um, sitting so driving, like, you know what? I'll go ahead and give this this podcasting a try, which was also difficult being on Android because there is no there wasn't a podcast app at the time. Google Play didn't have them. So I had to find a podcast app and then find the podcast. So found beyond I was like, oh man, this is this is awesome. This is like a bunch of nerds like me talking about video games. Oh wait, this this is actually cool. So started listening to Beyond. Then I was like, you know what? Let me see what else you know they have to offer because I didn't have any other friends who were listening to podcasts or recommend anything, and I'm not. I wasn't looking for anything else. So, so let's see what else IGN has. So, started listening to Unlocked, even though I didn't have an Xbox and did still don't have an Xbox and wasn't an Xbox gamer. I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and keep my enemy close. So right. I know what's going on the Xbox <laughs> side of the world. So Unlocked. <laughs> and Unlocked is a great show. I love Ryan McCaffrey when he. Oh does yeah, it. he crushes it. And then I was like, well, let's see what else they got. So I started listening to, um, what is the, what is the other one they have? Uh, with, with Damon Hatfield. I can't even remember the name of it. But so I was listening to that. And then at some point, I found Marriage of the Games. I don't even remember how. I have racked my brain over the last couple of years to figure out how the hell did I find Marriage of the Games? Because I don't have any other, like, in real life friends out here that listen to podcasts or listen to Marriage of the Game. So I'm just like, I don't remember how I stumbled upon that, but was listening to that and was like, oh man, just like they, these were, these are guys like me. They're married, they have kids, they play video games, they've got normal, regular lives. And from then on, I was hooked and started listening to all kinds of other podcasts. Like, I had a, I had it to where I had a pod, I had two podcasts a day to listen to, one on the way to work. And one on the way home from work, Monday through Friday, because that was really the only time where I had where I wasn't bombarded with children or other at home related stuff. So I actually had it to where I had a podcast, two podcasts every day. Um, I listened to a couple of Destiny podcasts like I still listen to um, to this day that are really great. Um, and it, just from there, it was just it's blown up. And now my commute is like 15 minutes. So listening to podcasts is always if I'm behind on every podcast that I, that I listen to just because I don't have the time to listen to them. And it really irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> like I miss being able to just sit there and listen to people talk and like get on the, uh, getting on the MTG forums or getting on discord and actually knowing what they're talking about and being able to get into it. So I, I miss that. I need to find a way to hide for like two hours a day so I can listen to podcasts. <laughs> and I used, I used to listen to my office, but the problem is now everybody comes into my office. It's like the hangout spot. So I'm not, trying to listen to something people just want to talk to me I'm like god dang it i'm trying to listen to my podcast here 
Like, go away, let me work so I can listen to this podcast. <laughs> but no, you guys want to come hang out and have story time with Devin. That's what we call it. Because they'll come into my office and then we just start chit-chatting about video games, especially if it's like Destiny-related. Because then it's a sit-down talk and I'll start going off about the lore. And then literally, we'll all just sit there and listen. It's the most fascinating thing in the world to me. Like, you guys really want to listen to me talk about this? All right, let's go. Story time with Devin. Are they getting paid? We're all getting paid because we're at work. <laughs> so, yeah, wh- why wouldn't you want to get paid for story time? <laughs> yeah, I, I would gladly get paid for story time with Dev. Like, I'm just, I'm yeah, Donnie. It's a good time. Donnie, good time. <laughs> that sounds like a new podcast. Story time with Dev. Oh, I'm I down am. for that one. <laughs> Deuce, Deuce is OT. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a good run. <laughs> Oh, put that on the back burner for later. <laughs> <laughs> that one's free. The next one will cost you. Deal. Oh, yes. <laughs> Stapes bringing bringing the knowledge. Um. All right. So now we move into our questions. Um. A lot of our questions actually were given to me while watching Black Panther. Uh. We're getting ready for the movie. Uh. We got to take a couple of our students up and and go enjoy a great movie. And so the first one is, what is your how, how did let me. Sorry, I can't read this because it was written down. What was your oh? What was your biggest fear that you think your spouse or the other would catch, like for you? And so I'm gonna explain this because this is where the conversation started. So let me explain it to you guys. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of anything reptilian. Okay, I don't like frogs, snakes, if lizards. So if I see one of those things. I just, I leave. I have no interest in them. (laughs) This has happened multiple times since we've been married and living in Texas and Orlando, where I have seen one of these creatures. And instead of, you know, killing it or removing it, I just leave. I just exit the area. (laughs) And then my wife will call me and be like, "Uh, hey, I found a snake in the garage. I'm like, oh, that sucks. You should probably get it. I'm gone right now. I'm not at our house anymore. <laughs> Where'd you go? I'm I'm gone. I'm in the car going a place that I have to be at right now for official business. Not because I'm a giant coward. <laughs> right. I'm literally terrified of anything reptilian. Like I just, if it is slimy and scaly, I, it is me. We are not going to kill. Like we we are not going to chill me in those things. And so that was always like my biggest fear. Like something that my wife would be like, wait. Did you did you leave on purpose when you saw that frog? No, I meant to drive away when we got home. Forty five miles. <laughs> <laughs> so that was where this was coming up because I thought I saw a snake on the ground as we were walking towards the movie theater. It happened to just be one of those weird sticks because it had been raining. You know when they get wet, and mm-hmm. so I I happened to avoid it by a wide berth and maybe push a child towards it. Listen again, I will sacrifice anybody to get away from a snake or a so, ghost. Yep. Or, or no, a ghost. <laughs> I have sacrificed friends for ghosts. That's true. <laughs> oh, Jante, you're going to be coming back, aren't you? Okay. So, thing that you do that to make me to avoid, Dev, you first, bud. All right. So, spiders. I don't freaking do spiders like if i see a spider i'm like okay it's time to burn the house down and move because i do i see a spider i just forget how big it is i don't care how small it is man spiders there's just something about them that freak me the heck 
out. Like it's so bad to the point where like playing World of Warcraft, seeing the giant spiders would freak me out. Like I just I can't do it. Like I'm not trying to mess up. No. Nah. And of course, my wife, she's like, I'm not killing a spider. You're going you're going to get up there and face your fear today. So she will leave him and just mess with me just completely torment me because she knows how terrified I am of spiders and I will be up there like a little just scared just scared trying to kill a spider oh my god I can't stand them I cannot stand spiders <laughs> give me give me a snake <laughs> give, give me a frog give me give me a, a, a freaking velociraptor I don't care I'm not worried about that I'll kick a velociraptor in his face but you give me a spider I'm running I'm, I'm turning tail and I'm like it, we just burn it down Let's just set it on fire and move on. This, this is why our sidekick thing works because I will take care of the spider for you. I have no See, problem. I we are pick, good. I have picked up a plenty of spiders with my bare hand. Had only that people go, that's poisonous. And I go, oh my bad. Let me smash this on the table. Yeah. Like, oh, Those don't bug me. Bugs do not know. like. I've picked up cockroaches and go, oh, let's take you outside. And then everyone's like, no, you have to kill it. And I'm like, fine, we'll kill the poor cockroach. Those yeah, don't bug me. I got no problem with the cockroach, but you, you put a spider in my way up. I'm Bo, Bo, handle my lightweight because I'm. Yeah, I got you. I'll make that trade. Spider for snake, yes. Yeah. Yes, I will make that trade one million times over. <laughs> wow. So, Stapes, how about you, bud? So, I hate snakes, hate spiders, um, cockroaches, like all that. Except here's the thing. My wife literally tried to put into our wedding vows that my responsibility in the home was getting things off the high shelves because she's shorter than I am and killing spiders that was like the two things she's like i can't handle that so if for as much fear as i have like if there's a spider in the house i hate it but like i i just man up and i gotta do it but there is something that happens that when this happens i bail immediately and i leave it for my wife and that's when my kids vomit and they throw up because i have a very weak constitution will say (laughs) i cannot be around people making that noise or that smell or the sound that when it splashes amongst you know the floor or the carpet or the furniture um if if i hear it if i see it if i smell it i'm gonna be doing it and so it's like the kids are sick. They're like, they make a sound. I'm like, gotta go. And I literally will just turn and like power walk the other way. I will go down into the garage and I'll just text her. I'm like, is everything okay? Everyone doing fine. You okay up there? Do you need anything? (laughs) Not that I'm going to help you, but do you need anything? Uh, That is the thing that like, I, I hightail it. I just, I can't not do that. It's, it sucks. And the worst, the worst thing is there has been a time or two when my wife went away to go see a movie with her friends and she'd only been gone like half an hour. And then my youngest woke up and was in his crib at the time when he was, this was a few years ago. He proceeded to vomit all over everything. I mean, everything. And I literally just, Oh, I I, got to be careful right now. I had to like go in there with a towel and like, I had like my nose closed. I wasn't trying to breathe. I could took a big breath in the clean air and I, not look at him. And I like wrapped him in a towel and then I walked him into like the hallway and set him down on the towel. And I was like, buddy, you're just going to lay down right here. Mommy will be back in an hour and 45 minutes and she will clean it up. And we waited. I just wow. couldn't do it. Oh, <laughs> I am not a good person sometimes. Oh, I must man. admit. <laughs> 
So I I have a similar story for this one, but we normally try to keep it pretty, pretty mellow on OT because all my students listen. But I think I've told them this story is like a fear story. I'm going to tell it just real quick for all all of our adult listeners and and the kid. Most of my kids have heard it. I'm pretty sure. So I had this. I always refer to my friends. um, I I changed their names, but I had a friend. I, I think we called him Chris. And see, Chris had this problem. Chris really loved to go to social gatherings to meet girls. Uh huh. However, Chris was very shy. Um, and so when he would try to go meet girls, he would try to and give himself so like a pep talk. And a lot of times his pep talk was a beverage form. Oh and, yeah. And so, yeah. Liquid and so, courage. Yep, mm-hmm. the liquid courage. And so <laughs> one day Chris Chris uh, grabbed someone else's drink that wasn't his. And see, Chris uh does not handle um dark liquors very well. And so a little while goes by and I hadn't seen Chris and I walked by this room and I'm like, Oh, there's Chris. Is he okay? Yeah. He looks fine. He's just laying down, taking a little nappy. That's okay. Now I'm going to go back and I come back a little later and then I could smell the vomit. Oh, Oh. and I go, there's no vomit on the bed. Chris is just laying there. Oh, maybe, maybe something happened in the bathroom. I come back at the end of the night and we're all going home. This poor, poor kid had thrown up against the wall down the side of the bed. Oh. So if you were a passerby, this bed looks clean, except for the smell, folks. Oh. Now, I did what any good party girl would do. Grab your friend and get out of there as fast as I you can. I sure did. <laughs> I picked Chris right up. I said, let's go, my friend. Let's go get in the car and go home and call the scene of the crime. The, I don't know these people. So let's just let's hastily leave. See, I could have used a giant friend like Mo for picking up my other friends because I am five seven and I'm <laughs> no one. My friend would have been stuck. I'd been like, "Ooh, that's gonna suck tomorrow morning." Good luck with that. Explain. Good luck explaining that one to people. I don't know him. I picked him up on the way in. He was hitchhiking. Yeah. yeah, nah. And then All I'm right. gonna make fun of you for the next three weeks. <laughs> oh, we did. We made a lot of jokes. We made a lot of jokes. Uh, all right. Wow. Our next question is actually food related because you know we're kind of foodies on the OT. You know, we we teach people how to make Slurpees properly. If you if oh, you haven't heard, uh, the key is you put the Slurpee in to the top and then you fill it in with soda. See, that makes it the the Slurpee becomes your ice. Um, gotcha. Yep. So if you've never tried, we're, I'm a big fan of that that method. Um, so this one actually comes. So I carry around uh, two things with me at school: uh, mild sauce. Which, if you've never been to Chicago, you don't really understand what mild sauce is. Mild sauce is a ketchup barbecue hot sauce blend. Yep. And if you don't have that right, uh, it's not good. Um, but if you have it right, it is heavenly. And so I carry around a mild sauce, and I carry around sriracha. And what I like to do is on days where I'm feeling like I got some calories to save, you know, a little room, got, you know, my, my numbers, not where it's, you know, I got, got the buffer. I'll have a little school lunch. And uh, the only way to get through the school lunch is you got to <laughs> add a little mild sauce or a little sriracha to it. And so <clears throat> the question we had was, are there any things you carry with you? when you're maybe at work or extra sauce in case of that kind of situation. So what, what condiments do you carry? Ooh, usually it's not a lot. However, 
<clears throat> I do have a bottle of A1 and a little mini fridge kind of right behind my desk uh, because I've been on the healthy train for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, since the start of the year, I've been dropping some weight. And so like I've been pre-packaging meals. And so like I'll have like a little like, you know, about a eight ounce steak, six to eight ounces. And then like a whole mess of like broccoli or green beans or some sort of veggie. And I keep a bottle of a one just in case, like after the steak's been frozen and, you know, been in the freezer for a little while before it rotates into, you know, into, uh, into being eaten in the rotation as far as meal prep. If the steak's a little dry, I've got a bottle of a one. I also have, near me sriracha hot sauce miracle whip i think we have and then ketchup and like some salt and pepper like my boss has got he's kind of weird like he's got this whole like little like mini condiment tray that sits on top of the microwave respect so that's important you, stuff right you can just kind of get whatever you need from it um but yeah, I don't uh, like daily though. I don't just like walk around with like packets of like sriracha or, you know, mustard or something coming out of my pocket. Oh, yeah. I, I see. I carry both those bottles with me through the cafeteria. <laughs> like kids know like, Oh man, coach is going to get lunch with us. Oh, it's pizza right. day. He's got mild sauce. Right. Right. But oh, you know, yeah. you're going there to get food. <laughs> though. Like you're not just walking around like, you know, at Walmart to like, you know, open up a fanny pack and you're like, no, no, this needs sriracha. And then you've got it right there. It's when I, you're I have going to eat sriracha on subway sandwiches in front of the subway person. <laughs> after handing me my sandwich. <laughs> that, yeah. that is, that is an awkward look. Cause they don't know what to say. I was going to say, I, evidently I didn't make it your way today. Like, yeah. Subliminally you're saying you didn't do it right. It needs this. You didn't make it my way, sir. That, that's all I'm trying to tell you. Right. But thank you for your time. Dev, how about you? So I don't carry any kind of condiments with me anywhere. Um, however, I have been known to put barbecue sauce on everything. That, that sounds like what you're supposed um, to do. That's so I definitely have barbecue sauce in my drawer at work. Um, but I don't carry it with me. But if I'm going somewhere and there's meat to be had, there will definitely be barbecue sauce on it. Or if there's spaghetti or anything else, there will be barbecue sauce put into that because uh, everything just tastes better with barbecue sauce. Have you ever put on potato salad? Yes. Yes, I have. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it makes potato salad way better. Yeah, absolutely. So, it makes it edible because I won't yeah. eat potato salad. Since we're talking about condiments, do you guys know what fry sauce is? Uh, that's the Miracle Whip ketchup mustard, right? Yes. Yeah. Or, or mayo, mayo, or, ketchup. It's mostly mayo and ketchup with a little bit of mustard. But uh, let me tell you, when I first moved out, like it is huge in Utah, huge. And I walk and I come here and then I walk into a place and they say, you know, you know, French fries. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, do you want fry sauce? And I look at them. I was like, you mean ketchup? And they said, no, no, fry sauce. And I was like, yeah, we're talking about ketchup right like i'm starting to like wonder like does this 16 year old have mental problems and they're not (laughs) understanding what i'm saying uh am am i in another country and then he's like no fry sauce i was like explain to me what fry sauce is and let's see if we're talking about the same thing he's like it's this and he holds up and it it looks like a pink concoction and i was like kind of like thousand island coloration Yes, exactly. It looks like almost like that color wise, but it's literally like equal parts mayonnaise ketchup with a little bit of mustard put into it. And since I've been out here now, like I've, I've come to appreciate it and like it. Um, and so it's a little weird. And when I go other places now and they're like, Hey, uh, you just want ketchup with your fries or I'm like, 
yes. I'm like, maybe give me some barbecue. Cause that's how I'll usually eat fries is with barbecue sauce. Mm. Uh, if I'm outside of the, the Utah, Arizona, you know, weird fry sauce people. But let me tell you fry sauce. If you haven't had it, you can buy that now. Like in stores, get you some like good fry sauces. It's a thing to behold in the condiment world, at least. That's going to be a big pile of nope for me. <laughs> um, because you said the forbidden word and that's mayo. Uh, Are you a Miracle Whip guy, though? Oh, I'm a neither. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to have to say it. it's a thing with the uh, Black Road. We don't, we don't really, we don't like mayo. <laughs> What now? That is not true. I have known many a black folk that eat mayo. Uh, I don't really know any. We will definitely be like it's got mayo on it. We're gonna go ahead and scoop <laughs> right off. Gonna deal with that. That's just I don't know what it is, but I this is your problem. Just like, not for you. If it's mayo, it's got to be like super light mayo. Like we don't. Mm-hmm. Even, mm, yeah. Well, here's the thing though about fry sauce. You wouldn't taste the mayo. You wouldn't even taste it. So. Not forcing it on you. I'm not saying like you got to try it, but this podcast is sponsored by the uh, United Fry Sauce uh, conglomerate. <laughs> but but I'm not forcing it on you. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that anywhere I've ever gone. So the hmm. first time I had mayo by itself, it it was old, oh, and so that had turned no. me off to mayo for a long time. I will have mayo mixed in things, like when right. it's made in potato salad or when it's made in fry sauce. But by itself, I, I don't think I've had mayo by itself in, in 20 years. I'm a Miracle Whip guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Our next question. Uh, and actually, I was very jacked when I found out we'd all seen the uh, brand new Black Panther movie. Um, without spoiling things for our wonderful listeners, um, what one thing would you have liked to have seen changed or added to this movie? And so for me, I would have loved to have seen Storm in an in credit. Mm. That's where she's from. We Disney owns the X-Men. You cast a storm or you get Halle Berry back or you do something and you have just a little scene where she's walking by somebody. I don't need, I don't need you to go all out. You, I just need a 30 second clip where she's in there and I would have gotten hype. Or even if you just had like a baby with the storm white hair and you know, the, the cool, the cool light up lightning scars, I would have been, I would have gone Hambo. The only, the only problem with Amazing. that, like, I think that would have been awesome. I think that would have been awesome. The only problem with that is Black Panther's principal photography and all the reshoots were completely done by the time Disney acquired uh, Fox. I, I know. <laughs> so, like, listen, Dev actually crushed this dream in Discord long time ago. I cried because that's all I wanted. It, but I'm Plus, still saying she's from Kenya, and she would have to have been grown by the time they shown her. I mean, and yes, they could have done it just an offshoot, not even having to deal with reshoots and stuff to make it an in credit scene. But then you got to cast an actual storm and make sure yeah. that, that person's going to sign on for several movies. Right. I just feel like it would have been more of an undertaking just for that little tidbit. And we don't uh, need that right now. We don't even we don't crushing even my dreams. And we don't even know if they're going to cross over the X-Men with the rest of the MCU yet, because if if they did that, there could, there could be some amazing storylines and some, a great way to go forward, you know, phase four, phase five, whatever, but we don't know what they're going to do with that property yet. Mm -hmm. Are they going to continue keeping it kind of its own world? Are they going to bring it over? Because now if they do bring it over and if they say everything that's happened prior to this is canon, you've got people like Quicksilver, who exist in both the MCU and the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. 
how do you explain that? You know, one died. is alive and one is dead. So right, ex- exactly. It's it's a whole lot of weirdness. I, I feel like if you're gonna include the X Men or just any of those, any of the mutants, you're gonna have to just go ahead and say the previous stuff is not canon. And I will shoot someone if they cast Halle Berry as Storm again. That is a no no. That is an absolute no no. See, I only remember seeing the first one, and I didn't have a problem with her doing it. Oh god! Well, it's funny because yeah. in the first one she has an accent, and the second one she doesn't. It's just like where I don't think I saw the second one. Yeah, I don't think I saw any of them after that. Yeah, I think I have only like officially seen the first one. Holly Berry's like five foot two. Storm is not five foot two, and she's also an African princess. Something that Holly Berry just did not. She doesn't have the presence to be Storm at all. So okay, it could be bad writing too. I trust you. Also true. Also she, had, she had some bad lights. You know what yeah. frog or toads are afraid of? It's like what? What is this? I'm like, right? It was uh, go fox go. <laughs> who who knows? Who knows what toads are afraid of? I, I don't know. And, and, all right. Yeah, so for you guys, what, what would what would have been the thing you would have loved to have had? You know, added in or, or a little snippet of Dev? Man, it's so hard to say because I'm still reeling from just the movie in general. What would I have liked to have seen more of? Um, you know what? Honestly, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a link to the MCU because you can easily go into to Black Panther, I think, and watch that movie and not really be enticed to see Infinity War yeah. or to find out anything that happened before Black Panther. Yep. Yep. I feel like this can really, really just set as a standalone movie. And I think that does the MCU some discredit because you had an opportunity to pull in all the people that were going to see Black Panther into the MCU um, by just you know having something that would have enticed them to be like, okay, so what happened before this? And oh man, I really want to see what's going to happen next. So I think that, that they kind of dropped the ball on that. That's something that I really would have liked to have seen just a little bit more sprinkles of the MCU to entice people who haven't seen these movies, haven't seen these movies since their first Marvel experience to want to find out what happened before and to be really enticed to, to go watch Infinity War. And, and you've been moving through this whole riot of me rewatching the MCU in order, like chronologically. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally like stayed up late, knocking a bunch of this stuff out and I got to it. All I had to watch was Civil War. I, yeah. I didn't. I did not need to see another movie to know what was going on. And that I do agree that that would have been great. I just to have yeah. something in there. So maybe like mentioning like uh, Ant Man and them getting out of prison. Something would have been right. cool to have like on the news or you know. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. States, how about you? Oh, what happened in Civil War? Like, just talk about that. So you can be like, wait, what happened? What really? What what started all this? But yeah, I digress you're up tapes so there there might be a couple things that i would change about the movie um i, I want to say this because it, i don't want to make it sound like i hated the movie because i didn't i actually really liked the movie however i went in really really hyped i think for the movie and i saw it this morning and i felt like it didn't live up to my hype for the movie and so i kind of walked out going huh I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good, but I didn't love it. And so, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch it again. Uh, I think on Monday to just to make sure like I just, you know, now that the hype's kind of gone for myself and I can kind of see it again with a little more open eyes, what I would have changed, I think it's kind of along, along the lines with dev. I f- did feel the same thing. It, it was a great standalone movie. Not a lot of tie to the MCU. Um, I would have loved to have seen a post credit scene 
with Nick Fury showing up. Um, because I think his character we last saw at like the very end of Winter Soldier and he kind of went off, but like his character's not dead. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's been doing. We ha- we didn't see him during Civil War, no Spider-Man Homecoming. We haven't seen him, you know, during uh Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Like we haven't seen him since End of Winter Soldier. I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson show back up. And on top of that, Samuel L. Jackson showing up in Black Panther, I think would have been freaking amazing because the cast in this movie, obviously, because it centers on Wakanda and this is in an African nation, right? And so the cast is predominantly a black cast with a black director. And I think it's, it's a wonderfully, like there's wonderfully powerful women in this movie that show that like we can we can portray women in a in in a in a different light than we normally show them that you know they're the damsel in distress these women were kicking freaking butt and taking names uh so like it was cast beautifully and i think if nick fury would have showed up it would have been great versus like if if they would have tossed in like a post-credit scene with like tony stark at the end uh you know talking about technology and wakanda's technology and all that like that would have been okay but I think if it was something with like Nick Fury, that would have felt a little more true to what this movie was doing already. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. That would have been an excellent post post credit scene. Like just him showing up being like, all right, I see what y'all got going on here. You know, yeah. me much to the Avengers initiative, something along it's the something, lines yeah. of that mm-hmm. to tie everything together because right. yeah, it's, it's like, okay, yeah, he, Black Panther will show up in Infinity War, but it's like, do I really have any incentive to watch that if I'm just here for Black Panther? Right. Yep. What, and the only other thing that I wanted to add to this that literally it popped into my head as we were talking about it, I would have loved them to talk about T'Challa and how intelligent he is. Because mm-hmm. I, I literally I looked it up. Um, he's in the top five for Earthbound intelligence, which means he is as smart or actually smarter than Tony Stark. They have it like in the way I was looking up at Marvel. You've got Reed Richards, Bruce Banner, T'Challa, Amadeus Cho, Tony Stark. So that that's a pretty big list to be on. And right. now, why didn't we see a little bit more of him? being you know the tech guy or as well i love the sister i thought that her character oh. was the best oh, yeah. thing they, they could yeah. have done because she stole the show i actually want more of her like being a superhero yeah, yeah. she was, she was she awesome was great she was yeah. absolutely wonderful so, so let, let me let me kind of going back to the thing you were saying mo though about you know the, the intelligence issue i think there was something and i was talking with nathan thomas about this uh, just right before this show on the show, we actually call him Nader Todd here. So we were talking about the, uh, I'm trying to be very careful because I don't want to spoil this because we did spoilers uh, on ours, but there's, there's two diverging uh, theories as to, you know, how Wakanda should be run and kind of like the path it should be taken. And, I, I, I kind of made this analogy that it's kind of like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. They both kind of had the same end goal, but they had different ways of approaching to get there. And I think that, that you see the same thing played out in this movie. Uh, you know, obviously I'm making a, an allusion, you know, to, to kind of to real people. And these are, you know, obviously, you know, not real people. Um, but 
they have two different, very different ways of going about it. But T'Challa in this movie, I think like, I think he's very smart because he recognizes that the way to like move forward is through diplomacy is through, you know, helping people. And he takes a different approach. And I think it's, it's almost kind of a social commentary on where we're at right now in our world is that there's so many evils. There's so many things that can divide us, but that sometimes the the best way we can approach this is like, you know, being civil and talking to people and reaching out a helping hand instead of slapping a hand away. And I think that's very intelligent and very wise to recognize that, that that's the smarter, better path. And so, well, maybe it's a little understated in this movie as far as maybe his intelligence. I saw that aspect of it. And I said, no, he's really like, he's really in tune with what's going on. And he, he really gets like, you know, we have to look at things from a much bigger picture, you know, violence begets violence, but Mm -hmm. you know, hope and love begets hope and love that sort of thing. Yeah. His intelligence really shows through in the fact that he's willing to listen to all sides before passing any judgment. Right. He actually takes the time to figure out, okay, what's the, what's the best course of action. And like, yeah, that, I would have to say too much. Um, it would end up being spoilers for a lot of stuff. Right. But, I was having to be real careful how I kind of couch that. Yeah, exactly. Just the way he handles everything. Um, it just shows you that he's, you know, he's different. He's thinking outside the box. He's He's got a different type of mindset when he looks at, you know, the world. And it hit on so many different like points for me. And it just, uh, that's, that was like part of the hype that had me for, that had me going into the movie. Just a lot of the social commentary that this movie speaks on just really speaks to me and just touched me and just, uh, had me in tears. So it's just good. It was really good. His character is just fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, this is normally where we end. However, because of some feedback we received last week for some some great people, we've had a lot of people reaching out telling us how they, they enjoy the OT. And one section got a lot of love. It was the Coach Mo's game of the year so far. <laughs> and so we are going to be asking now to wrap up our shows, your game of the year for 2018. So, Devin, currently, right now, 2018, what is your game of the year, sir? Dang it. Game of the year for 2018. I've played so few games that it would probably have to be, oh man. I would go Monster Hunter because I really haven't played a whole uh, lot else. Good pick. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of game there. Um, yeah. So that, that, that would have to be it. I, I haven't played much else. <laughs> okay. States, game of the year 2018. So I feel bad because I'm going to say Super Mario Odyssey and that I know that didn't come out in 2018, but it's the only game I've been playing Mm -hmm. so far this year. I started it like when it came out, but like I only play it with my boys because they want to watch me play it. And so they tell me where to go get the power moons and where to go get all the little purple stuff. And so it's become kind of like a family bonding thing. We usually play for anywhere from like half an hour to an hour every night. Mm -hmm. And I've got something like, 50 60 hours into the game we're getting real close to that 100 percent completion so that's like the only thing i've been playing because otherwise man i've just been super busy um so yeah super mario odyssey i've i got a backlog man i just gotta be honest i got a backlog and i'm gonna i'm gonna have to work through it i just bought the witcher 3 when i gave patilla was in town and we went to a, a video game store and him and i talked down the shop clerk and so i got that with all the dlc and so I may be popping that in next once we finish Mario, but 
that'll be a so post post when the kids go to sleep because uh yeah 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 uh, at stage, as, as a guest you are allowed to go a little bit backwards we will support you <laughs> i appreciate that. um for for me it was ufc3 what really it was ufc3 however it has been dethroned see i've played three new games this week being into two not game of the year <laughs> yeah. not not game of the year but the one that is kingdom come deliverance oh man i've been is so much good about everything this i wanted in skyrim see i've never used magic in an Elder scrolls game why because i don't like to give me a sword and let me just <laughs> cleave things and go bananas and that's what this game lets me do it lets me go bonkers now there are a couple flaws that i will point out now that map when you get later on there are some roadblocks it looks to me like they had to get it out that first couple of areas the first i want to say couple hours phenomenal it is beautiful it is so interactive i love how the dialogue tree works just wonderful job the hand-to-hand was really good once you get used to it but the horse combat sketchy some Mm. of the levels you run into some roadblocks where i I had did have to go backwards using a couple saves now i'm only i want to say i'm like 10 hours in 10 hours i know for a fact that that game's got a lot more room to grow so we'll see we'll see what patches come out but right now coaches pick 2018 kingdom come deliverance loving it so I believe uh, IGN, a couple of those guys, they they gave it an eight. You know, that's a, a great eight. That's Support a, that. It's wow. a good score. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just saying I'm really excited for more people to play it. I keep trying to talk get uh, Kevin into it, and he's like, Argh. I'm like, no magic Skyrim. Yes. Sign I don't up. think it's weird enough for Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it, it, That storyline is, ooh, that kid, I liked it. I'm pretty jacked. So as we wrap up, uh, states. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. No, you are you. You got one. You thought we were done, but we're not done. No, the curveball. <laughs> just a quick curveball. All right. This is actually a simple one. It's not difficult. It's because you know it's Black Panther Day. Um, what's your favorite MCU movie and why? And the bonus: which one would you just throw out and just make it not exist? I'm gonna go ahead and start. Just because, okay. you know, I'll give you guys some time. My favorite MCU movie actually isn't Black Panther, oddly enough. Um, so far, my favorite Black Panther, my favorite MCU movie is actually um, Winter Soldier. There was just something about that movie that just was absolutely fantastic. Um, just the way they, they, they did a storyline with Bucky and everything. I loved it. It had the right amount of action. It had the right amount of backstory. It pulled everything together real nice and neat. And it almost feels like the, the cat movies are always kind of like just the pinnacle before we go into whatever next is coming. Um, and the one movie that I would just kind of toss aside, even though it has a lot of story pieces that you kind of need to understand certain things would be um, Thor 2. I liked the movie. I actually really liked Thor 2 and I like what it does to set up future pieces if you're actually paying attention. Yeah. But it just it felt like it dragged on. Um and if, and and we just don't even see Natalie Portman's character anymore. So it's like we could have just this is a throwaway. So those are my picks. What about you uh Mo? Am I allowed to count the Netflix series? Nope. Nope. Said movies. Said I movies. was so ready to go. <laughs> you were going to throw away my boy Danny Rand, weren't you? I was not. 
my my favorite is actually Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, mine too. Oh. So I, I was about to I was about to talk about Jessica Jones and how powerful <laughs> that one is. Um, then my favorite movie next to that in the MCU would actually be the Avengers. Um, that is the first time the Hulk is done right. Uh, yeah. R- Ruffalo does an amazing job. I beg to differ. Hulk. Ang Lee's Hulk was horrible. He, I'm just he, I'm just messing. <laughs> he does an amazing Hulk. Um, I lo- I absolutely love uh, the transitions they have with the facial features. I think mm-hmm. they really grasp like the Hulk and the character are going to have some similarities. Like you're going to see some subtle subtleties of, you know, in the nose and in the brow. And, and I thought they did a really good job of making that transition. Um, the movie I would throw away and, and it's, it's because of the things that were missed is Thor Ragnarok. I would throw oh, that one away. What? Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok completely destroyed oh. one of the best storylines in Marvel history, it took three characters who are legendary characters for me and made them comic relief. Yeah. It took literally the most masterminded villain and turned him into a funny quirk. Someone who literally causes the destruction of Earth and its heroes when Hulk comes back and attack because of what this villain did. And the only way you stop him was when the sentry rolls in. I'll and we you lost that. that. I'll we give you lost that. that. Okay, World War Hulk can't happen because of what that movie did. So here's the thing, though, and this is where I'm going to I'm going to have to disagree with you, because I think Thor Ragnarok on its own, not including like if you're not looking at like the comics and stories that could happen is a fantastic film. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's got action. It's got comedy. It's just, oh, for me, it hits so many right notes. Here's the problem, though, with the Hulk property. You can't make a standalone solo Hulk movie because Universal owns the rights. So they have to put him together with someone. That's why we got Thor Ragnarok, or as I called it, Thor Planet Hulk. Yeah. Because do do have, not call it Thor Planet Hulk because they ruined it. Because they, they, they have, ruined they, it. They did what they could with they, it. Yeah, they, they did what they could. So like you did get like you did get that feeling of the planet the planet Hulk, you know, comic line in that movie knowing that they can't really go forward and just do a solo, like they can't do world war Hulk. They can't do, they can't do, you know, yeah, they just, they can't, they just can't do any of that. So knowing that like, we're going to have to lose some of that and you're just going to have to, you're just have to accept it. That's just the way it is. I have not been able to do yet. I have not been able to get over it yet. Uh, One of the greatest, greatest written warriors completely turned into a joke devastated me uh not to mention hulk's one true love not even in the movie so that's all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say so that those would be mine (laughs) (laughs) i don't know the movie is so good okay so my favorite mcu movie i'm with dev man it is winter soldier that movie was amazing it it had this and this is what i love about the mcu is that each film, if done right, and I think a lot of them have been, they're they're almost a movie that's not a superhero movie. Winter mm-hmm. Soldier was a like 1970s political thriller type of movie that just happened to feature Captain America and mm-hmm. Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. 
and it was done so well and like the whole idea of like you know government spine and you know spine upon itself and kind of you know kind of that whole thing really really like just resonated for me and the story was fantastic and you had you did have some crossover with you know some of the others like obviously you've got you know black widow in that movie um you know and you've got you got you know uh nick fury in that movie so like it you know it had a lot there and it just felt like it was the pinnacle of movies now there's been a lot of other really great ones um, but that felt like to me the pinnacle now the movie that i toss out i think is it easy one to toss out and i'm surprised none of y'all brought it up iron man 2 that movie for me was like the first iron man was really really good the second one kind of felt like a lot of it was being phoned in um it it just you know with hammer and all that just like it, it didn't seem to like be that good of a film especially for an iron man film um I could do without whiplash. I, you know, I was happy when that movie ended. I was like, okay, it was what it was. And they freaking changed out uh, the actor, you know, to Don Cheadle um, from, you know, to <laughs> best, Machine. I, best I was opening say, line of a movie ever. It's me now deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, I can't throw out anything that has Don Cheadle in it. I just, I can't do it. Plus, plus we got a uh, black widow in that one. So I'm like, yeah, we got to keep those guys around. That, yeah. one, that one had me rolling. I, yeah, I yeah. didn't catch it in the theaters. I, I literally was like, I didn't catch that line. And then on my rewatch, I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes. Cause you replaced Terrence Howard. Yeah. Oh, Actually, yeah. Terrence Howard was one of my favorite actors because of a movie called Sunset Park. Little known. Oh fact. my God, Spaceman! Spaceman! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunset Park. Yeah. What time is it? Time to, time to get live. It's time to represent. You. Yep. All right, but uh, okay. <laughs> so Iron Man Two, get rid of it. Got it. Yep. Gone. <laughs> it's in. The, I can understand. I'm surprised nobody said the the Incredible Hulk. To be perfectly honest, that one. It's like, a, it's actually not a bad story. For it's Bruce not, Banner, it's, it's not, not a bad story. Good, not not good and, graphics. <laughs> and Edward Norton, like, oh, he was I, terrible. He, well, you know what? The thing was, I, I liked Edward Norton for the most part in that film, and he was going to be the Hulk in the Avengers. But the problem was, he wanted to write it or have a big role in writing it, and he was like, you know, kind of demanding some stuff, and the mm-hmm. the studio was like, uh, no. Right. And and that's that's why he was not in the film and they went with Ruffalo. Yeah. It's because he wanted too much power and he wanted to have too much say. Yeah. I liked Edward Norton as the Hulk until Ruffalo came along and I was like, Oh, you suck, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, compa- yeah, compared to Ruffalo, way better. But before Ruffalo, he, he was a good Hulk. Yeah. He see, he played the the scientist part, the banner part really, really well. Right. I think even Ruffalo does that better, honestly. I, I think the the writing has done it better for us. Uh, yes, yes, I agree. I think the writing's better. Plus, I I really like the interplay between uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo as oh Tony God, Stark. It's, it's so good. It's so good. That scene where they first kind of get into it in the Avengers and they're on the Quinjet—that's mm-hmm. amazing. Like that's I, like gold. I have got to see a scene with them two and Surrey. Like that has to happen. Like yeah. her little millennial like quips, just like calling him old and dumb. I have that that yes. needs to happen. Yep. I have got yep. to see that. Even if even if it's like an after credit scene with the three of them in a room, that would just that would make my day. Just them nerding out and talking stuff, oh and she's goodness. just making fun of them. And even better if you have Reed Richards walk in. 
and then oh. call them all down. Okay, so I'm gonna throw a curveball at you guys now. Then, <laughs> oh, okay, More, oh, double oh, curveball oh, day. Curveball. Lots of curves. We'll stick with the we'll stick with the MCU Marvel thing, right? If you could only choose one, one character from the entire MCU to be your buddy, your wingman. He's gonna ride or die. He's with you twenty four seven. He's always got your back, or she's always got your back. Who do you choose? Damn, that's a hard one. <sighs> Depends on my morality. <laughs> if, if, Are you going chaotic neutral? <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. Like, if if I'm keeping my like morality that I have now, where I don't believe in you know cheating and stealing, uh, then I would pick the Hulk. I would just love to buddy around with somebody my size, and you know, <laughs> I know he would whoop me, but like it would be fun to have somebody who would make me feel like a, like a toddler. Like for most of my life, uh, I, I don't think I've told you guys, but there have been times when my wife's been a little little chirpy with me when we were in college, and I would pick that young lady up and set her on top of a soda machine and walk away. And so, like I've always, <laughs> I've always treated me like I've always had a situation where, like most people, I'm like, if, you know, I just I'm going to move you. You need to relax. You need to leave me alone. And so it would be awesome to be around somebody like that. However, if I don't mind a little stealing, I would love to have the invisible woman. As as my my go to person, I'm like, hey, could you go to the bank, make a withdrawal? I just need, to, I just want to get rid of my wife's student loans. I want to pay the house off. You know, could you would you mind doing this? You know, I just I want I want everyone's student loans gone today. Could you just go destroy that computer that exists somewhere ruining lives? Like that, it, it, that would be my my big problem. So we're throwing in the whole MCU now, not just the movies. Whole MCU. Oh man, that's just not fair. <laughs> uh, there's just so many characters like do i pick nightcrawler just because i want to be able to go wherever the heck i want instantaneously oh, yeah like that that is a great thing but is he going to be a good buddy like am i going to want to kick it with nightcrawler like i don't know if kurt wagner is going to be the most or you know, gambit. Fun person like, oh be. gambit would be fun to party with gambit probably would have a good time but then Roe comes around and the party's over you know well you don't get both in this situation you only get one Right, I'm saying, but how long are you gonna have Gambit? Because if Rogue shows up, he's just gonna like he forget you yeah. exist. Um, man, I feel like Wolverine would cause too many fights. Yep, yep. Um, actually, he'd probably end at too many fights. <laughs> that is also true. It's like he punched me as a joke. Snick, we're, snick, we're snick, and we're done. <sighs> I'm torn between Ant-Man because he's hilarious. At least the Paul Rudd version of him is anyway. Right. Um, and that would be a lot of mischief going around. Just just nonsense. Yeah. Um, and then Thor. Because, I mean, who wouldn't want to pal around with a god? Let's just go get into some nonsense and have some beers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to pal around with Thor. Because he is a funny dude. And he is he's he's here for all the shenanigans. And then when it gets too far, he's going to put the hammer down. So I'm going to have to go with Thor. I, li- I like the way you're thinking. I like that. I I'm really close to saying Ant-Man, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man, because I'm like, man, you'd always have a good time. You'd always be laughing like, but the shenanigans that would happen, like eventually you're like, Okay, so you can get small and disappear from the cops. But what <laughs> happens when uh, I'm still stuck in this room and the cops show up? But here's the thing. And I start thinking about it. Tony Stark. I want to hang around with Iron Man and have him be my ride or die buddy. Because you look at it. 
He's got all those freaking suits. Eventually, you know, you're going to get put in one. I mean, War Machine. I mean, Don Cheadle. Yeah. I mean, he, he got a suit. So if he's your ride or die buddy, eventually be like, you know, uh, Tony, uh, we got to get, you know, all the way around the, the world here pretty quick. Uh, you help a brother out. And, you know, next thing you know, you're the Iron Patriot or, you know, whatever you're going to call yourself. You could be the Hulkbuster. Right. (laughs) So Tony Stark's the guy I'm going to I'm going to hang around with. See, I would want to hang with Tony Stark, but I feel like at some point he's going to throw you to the wolves to save himself because he's he'd be doing that. So I'm like, ah, you my ride or die, but only until I'm expendable. Well, it's, it's like the Hulk, right? It's like <laughs> the Hulk's going to be a gr- Bruce is a great guy, but man, the moment you get cut off in traffic, your car is toast <laughs> because he's just going to go bloop and, you know, be huge. Uh, and then it's like, if I'm best how, how do you calm him down? If I'm best friend, friends with the Hulk, I'm not, we're not riding a car. You don't need a car. This is, this yeah. I'm jumping on his back, <laughs> piggyback style and saying to France and he'll take one jump and we'll land. It'll be great. I love that's the first place you want to go to France. Uh, French bread is delicious. I can only assume it's better in French. I'm just saying you could go anywhere and like France is the first to the Eiffel Tower, sir. Look at all the delicious food. French fries, French bread, <laughs> French toast. They've Crystal. made some amazing food. I need to go. And it, as long as it has the word French before it, you're fine. French literally makes most things better. French dressing, not bad. And we all know how much he loves the cheesy fries. And I'm yeah. sure they've got some amazing cheese in France. Queso French fries. So you've got the French. I don't know how to say. Fr- I don't know how to say right? cheese in French. So yeah, I went yeah. Spanish. Parisian cheeses. So yeah, French cheeses. <laughs> French cheeses. <laughs> 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 this is a good time. All right. So, Stapes, uh, as we wrap up the show, anything that you have coming up that we need to have our listeners looking for? Because we found out we have listeners. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Otherwise, it's just three idiots, you know, making a lot of nonsense. Uh, you know, uh, the normal stuff, you know, my my podcast that I have, Fortress of Nerditude, uh, we release every Thursday morning. Uh, so you can always be looking for that. And then I've kind of got a side project that I'm I'm not really ready to unveil yet to the world, but it, it's something I'm kind of working towards. Uh, but it will end up becoming another podcast, I believe. It may be video as well, but th- that's all I'll say. A little hint. Dev, we just got our first exclusive. Yeah. World premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Dev, what you got coming up? Uh, you can just check me out on uh, the OT here on Saturdays when we post or go live or whatever. Um, the Unrated, uh, recording with Q. Uh, we record every Thursday. That posts sometime on the weekend. Um, I'll be recording uh, a That's Entertaining uh, for Black Panther with Nate. Um, other than that, at some point, I'm going to write some things and put them on the PSVG once I have some time. Now that things have kind of freed up for me, I definitely plan on at least getting one or two things out every single month going through my backlog. I'm going to call it the Backlog Blues because, like Stapes, I have a ton of games in my backlog that I have not played. It is quite ridiculous. Um, so other than that, just catch me on Twitter at, at DevAtias. 
All right. Uh, I actually did write something finally. I uh, wrote a Monster Hunter review and Donnie shouted it out. He was like, way to go. Way to go, Mo. Way to go, coach. <laughs> it's like I wrote stuff. Uh, it is a review in progress because there's 100 hours of gameplay in that game and I'm only like 25 in. So I, it's not complete. Um, but I, I gave it a pretty good rating. Uh, high eights. So an 87 for us um, just means it is a really good game. Please go play it. Uh, my big article that's been being worked on for months, uh, I was able to score an actual in-person interview to get some more clarification on, uh, basically it's one of the psychology principles that I'm talking about in this paper. And because I got that, uh, we actually pushed pause and tomorrow, uh, in the morning, I will be running over there to do that. And I'm very excited that, uh, this doctor over at UTSA was willing to meet with me and, um, really excited to get more information to really flesh out this thing that I've worked so hard on. So keeping it, keep your ear to the ground. It'll, it'll pop up. Um, the plan for me on that one is literally to post it, turn off Twitter, everything, and just never come back. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably take like a week, two weeks off on everything. I'll be like, uh, Deb, you got OT by yourself for a while because I've worked so hard on it. I just want to pretend that everybody loved it and that it was phenomenal and everyone's like yes you're changing the world with this amazing writing and i don't want to hear any of the other stuff <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know how like game journalists do this i don't know how you pour this much time and energy into something and then you're like oh wait i'm putting on the internet where anybody can go this is stupid you're an idiot and then you cry so yeah <laughs> that's where i'm at <laughs> So this has been another episode of PSVOT. We love you. We are so thankful for you. And for us, it's game over. Have a good night. This has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Find more great content at playsomevideogames.com. I was here. That wasn't as awkward as an intro. I'm really proud of us. Like, I'm really... We're yeah, getting better at this thing. We can back it up and we can do it again if you want an awkward intro. <laughs> I feel like that would be cheating the people who have been so great to us. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? Okay. We're on time, though, Mo. That, that's saying something. Dude. All right. So I thought I was going to be late because we were in the middle of a very good PUBG match. Oh. Me, uh, my buddy Coop, Dan, and Nate. And Dan got murdered. <laughs> Like, like savagely like Dan. So Nate, Dan's down, Coop's down. I'm alive. Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to run up in the open. Like I'm playing this. Like I'm playing tag. Like I take my time. I'm like, I will go save you when you are in cover. And so Nate charges up. He's like, no, I'm going to sneak up on him and kill him. So Nate dies first. Then mm-hmm. I save Dan. Then I save Coop. Then we get to the bridge and we're taken off. We're like, yeah, we're going to get away. And then we all die. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be late because of PUBG. I love the idea of PUBG, but I can't play it because it's not on a console that I have. So I'm I'm left out. I'm in the cold for I'm, now. Uh, I'm on the outside for looking in like I've, I'm, I feel like I'm one of those kids at Christmas. that's got my hands and face plastered up against the window. And I'm looking at the rich kids on the inside that have all the <laughs> nice toys. And I'm like, no, no, I've got to eat cabbage soup tonight. No, nope. God, <laughs> that's me. I'm in that same boat. You eat cabbage soup too? That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it's delicious. (laughs) We actually have not started the show yet. So here we go.